Welcome to episode 5 of The, the Big Gay Ordeal with Quailon, me, James, and Sean. This is the podcast where we talk about the ordeal of being gay and the champagne problems that go with it. If you have a drama you need our help with, get in touch and we'll decide ordeal or no ordeal. Follow us on Instagram at The Big Gay Ordeal or email us at TheBigGayOrdeal at gmail.com. We were on a bit of a hiatus there now, there for a little while, but we're back for the foreseeable. Back, back, back again. Catch up time. Yeah. Um, how have your weeks been? Details, details. Uh, mental, obviously, yeah. the first day back to work after a bank holiday weekend, just like, I'm having a brain hemorrhage. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything's urgent, like ASAP right now. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I was also away last week as well, so I wasn't really, like, yeah. in the office working. Mm. I had mm-hmm. two days annual leave, and then I went over to lovely London. It was gorgeous. London town. And then popped up to Birmingham and had a little visit nice. with them. Mm. James's lover. Yeah, I was very jealous actually. <laughs> Are you sharing the one with Guy now? What is happening here? He's seen, he's seen more of him than me. <laughs> he's got something to tell you. Oh, I'll really? wait for him to deliver. <laughs> Call me right now. <laughs> I was also in London, but I was in just before you. Yeah. Um, I've had a mental time with doing shoots, so making already gorgeous people gorgeous. gorgeous. So um, it was great. I'm actually going to London again. <laughs> this yes. weekend to go to a Eurovision party that's going to be hosted by Linda Martin and Neve Kavanagh. Yes. The Linda so, Martin? Yeah, the Linda oh, Martin and the Neve Kavanagh. <laughs> In <laughs> your eyes. <laughs> and Tennis, are you pledging allegiance to the king? Oh, Not to his no. coronation, isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, I have, like I did book it originally because the coronation was on, and I was just like, "She's be there for the vibes, though." The yeah, London crack. is going to be yeah. on wheels. Like all the yeah. tourists are going to be there. It's just gonna all be the great crazy crack. Americans, we love them. You're going to party, party till your panties come off. Yeah. Um, In solidarity with everyone else. <laughs> just, I'm going to leave my panties on. I <laughs> keep, uh, just keep staring at Charles's fingers. Oh no! I'm, listen, I'm not oh going to go to the actual. Fingers. I'm not going to get into that madness of trying to go up into the fray and yeah. watch it. You know, if it's on in a pub that I'm getting boozed up in, yeah, Grand. I'll be like, oh, look, there's sausage fingers <laughs> getting crowned. But other get than right. that, um, other than that, I'll just be like, I'll booze, booze, booze in the 24 yeah. hour boozers, you know? Nice one. Yeah. yeah. Um, as well, the weekend was absolutely insane. Uh, my insides are in smithereens. Oh, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was all good. Came back from London, then I did another shoot for um, give a shout out to. Um, don't kill my vibe jewelry brand Irish owned did a shoot with them and it was really kind of it was great because it was creative yeah so it was really like arty and it was real fun and we could be playful with colors because usually it's always very like Serious. no makeup makeup yeah. look it's like you spend two hours oh. putting makeup on someone for them to not look like they're wearing makeup yeah. <laughs> did you kind of have carte blanche to be like were they likely to just go for it or was that like no it gave me a, like a mood board of what their idea was okay. and i got to see the clothing and the jewelry oh, and, nice. and like they're so creative it all really suited mm. and i just was just able to kind of bring it to life Nice. So yeah, it was really good. Love that. You have been flat to the mat. I was going to say, like, we haven't seen moment. you in ages. Like, we yeah. haven't seen each I other know. in ages. Busy boys. But it's been like all good stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, great. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And I've been going out every day in between. <laughs> Mother of God. <laughs> well, hey. you raised the flag when you were nearly seven days sober there. And, you know, we sorted really that did. right yeah. out. Yes. <laughs> I was six days. Let's not, let's not be mental he here. Fell, he fell on the seventh. <laughs> on the seventh day, he fell into a pint. <laughs> Copious and it took pints. three days oh. for him to rise again. Yes. <laughs> I woke up hammered this morning. Yeah, we hammered. did catch up briefly yesterday, didn't we? And we had champagne and prosecco <laughs> between the three of us. Yeah. And was I on the gin then as well? Oh, we went on a wine after that and a gin. And also, I, no one told me that there was going to be drinking shenanigans happening. I was lured over. With, with a with nice the, cooked meal yeah, from James. It was like, James was like, oh, James is going to cook us lunch and we're going to have a lovely friend catch up. I was like, great, because I just can't even touch a drop of alcohol now after the weekend. Then I got there and it was like, ah, bazinga. An hour later, I'm actually hanging off scaffolding outside oh, the window. Oh my God, literally were, yeah. hanging. Yeah, a health hazard to yourself. Yeah, totally. Why did you allow me to do that, by the it way? It was stunning. <laughs> it really was. Pictures will be uploaded. Yeah, it will be the cover of your first album. <laughs> oh my God. Hanging oh my God. in there. It was very Miley. Cyrus, yeah. her new one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says you're going to be called Hanging In. Yeah, you can do like covers of all songs with like, Work featuring in the moment. Oh <laughs> construction work. <laughs> construction work, that's me.
Well, everyone's been talking about it. I love it. It is the biggest fashion event of the year. Of, it's just my favorite thing ever since I was like seven years old. It I is, didn't know it was Halloween already. No, uh, it's the Met Gala. It is the first Monday in May. I, I love it. I'm obsessed. So the theme this year, if you don't know what it is, there's a theme every year. It's yeah. um, organized by Vogue and it's been around for quite some time, mm. but it's all for the Costume Institute Gala. And it's amazing. The theme this year is Carl Lagerfeld, A Line and Beauty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, the dress code was to honor Carl. Okay. And he Pal. is known for working with amazing brands like Balmain, Chloe, Fendi, and obviously synonymously with Chanel. Oh, he did all those brands as all well. All those. He was creative director Jeez. between all those. He did Fendi from its inception right the way through. Oh, my God. So he worked. He did a lot of work. Up until the end? Supposedly. Well, until he... Yeah. Oh my God! Did you know that? I thought he was just Chanel. No, it's hosted by a group of people along with Anna Wintour. Yeah, Uh, it was Penelope Cruz this year. It was Michaela Cole, Dua Lipa, and Roger Federer. All the elites, you know. Oh, sorry. So how does this work then? So she she forms a group. Yeah. So it's all pretty much Anna Wintour really runs the show with Vogue. Yeah. And then people are chosen. Usually the elites. You have like Sarah Jessica Parker's done it before. Rihanna's done it before, Blake Lively, Is that when Lady Gaga did the yes. the big 13-minute long yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh, so she was part of that then? Yeah. So okay. it's all like invitation only. The top dogs of the all year. All the top dogs. And there's always question of who's going to go, who's not going to go. What is the yeah. theme? What is the theme going to be? Is it right? Is it wrong? Who's going to go there? So this year, I was really excited. Um, and with that theme being said, and I think with Carl... So with Carl, he's been known to have a few controversial things come out in the past. So in mm. 2012, he said that Adele was a bit too fat oh. and that no one wants to see curvy women in fashion. So definitely, he's not really about the face, he's more about the body. Oh, you really? Know? Yeah. And it's, he comes from that sort of old school French Italian design where everyone wants to be stick thin, that sort of Kate Moss era, you know? Yeah. So very controversial. Yeah. And that's definitely the ordeal, I think, of this topic. Mm. I personally think everyone is beautiful, and this year, especially in the carpet, there was everyone was there, all shapes, all sizes, and everyone looked gorgeous. I, yeah, I'd like to think that that has now gone out of the window, and all designers are now focusing across all body types and all women. Mm. But do you not think that they're all custom made for just those celebrities, but they don't actually carry those larger sizes? As part of their range. That's a very good point. I don't know, I'm actually, I'm just asking. No, it, like if when you, you go into stores, even in mainstream stores, department stores, the biggest size most of them go up to is a size 14. Mm. Everything else is, oh, it's online. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I remember working for a brand, um, actually, whatever, I'm going to name names. It was <laughs> Topshop um, back in the day. <laughs> and they, when I was working there, only went up to a size 16. And even at that, there was very little, little. stock of size 14s and 16s because apparently the rumor was that... They didn't um, want... Yeah, the CEO, Philip Green, didn't want fat people in the clothes because it was bad for the brand image. He was doing a Carl Lagerfeld. And in fact, not. that was the average size of a the UK, an Irish woman. So yeah. it was like, I can imagine, yeah. we are completely alienating that cool most customer. of the public. Yeah. But he was affiliated with Kate Moss as well. Yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. that's what it goes back to, kind of like this designer exactly. brand. Similar exactly. to like what Carl Lagerfeld was probably trying to do as well. And pushed it. Well, they all were at some stage. But from that, you know, the red carpet was adorned with everyone. We'll go back mm. to some of the nicer things here. Three favourite looks. Did you actually see it? Have you actually seen it on line, line tonight? Did you watch a bit last night? Yeah, saw a bit of it. Um, TikTok, as I learn everything through TikTok. TikTok. Yes. TikTok education. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go through some of my faves. Um, okay. We'll start with the theme. So the theme, as I mentioned, was Carlog for Line of Beauty of him and yeah. his uh, designs. I thought this theme looked amazing. Everyone stuck with it. Everyone had that right dress code because some people can go a bit rogue mm. and do the wrong thing. What have you seen? Who have you liked? Tell me, throw me some names and I'll tell you my three. Okay, so I'd be a fan of Donatella Versace anyway. Yes. But I love that, like, her new muse now is Anne Hathaway. And Stunning. I thought she looked incredible. Oh, oh, real. She just looks so good. The hair, the makeup. She's had this huge height. glow up. It's gorgeous. She really has. She's become, like, this kind of icon. Icon. Fashion um, icon. But it was always like, oh, she's a great actress. But yeah. she was always, maybe, dare I say, a bit plain Jane. Girl in next door. Yeah. yeah. Where now she's, Bombshell. like, so, like, yeah, sexy. Yeah. 
love that it was this like classic white Chanel vintage tweed, but with that Versace twist with all yeah. the safety pins. It was my number one look. You hit the nail on the head with that one. What I thought was gas was uh, Emma Chamberlain. She oh, was yeah. um, interviewing people and Doja Cat yeah. Yeah. was just oh. speaking by meow, going, meow, meow, meow. She was like, and more detail, please, Doja. Meow, meow. And on that, <laughs> on that, yeah. if you don't know, Choupette oh, yeah. Yeah. is the last remaining heir to the Chanel fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Reportedly, who's she? Who's Choupette is Karl Lagerfeld's cat. As Karl uh, passed away, he left. Reportedly, left the cat eighteen million dollars. What? And in honor of Choupette, because it was a huge, massive part of Karl's life, you had uh, Jared Leto dressed up as a huge <laughs> seven foot version of Choupette. You had Doja Cat who looked gorgeous, and then you had Little Wayne who went a bit insane. Fully crystallized body oh, with bulge oh. and booty eyes. Little Nas. Yeah, little Nas X. I think he said little Wayne. Did I? Which is gas. Little Wayne was definitely not there. <laughs> that is I was like, oh my god, that would be so surprising. That is so funny. <laughs> no, little Wayne was definitely not there. It was little Nas, and he was fully encrusted in all of his gay glory because he looked gorgeous. But it was He's just a bit tried. inappropriate. Oh, do you think? Didn't like it. And um, dare I say, but like every rumor of the year is like, are the Kardashians, they're uh, not, oh, they're not invited this year. They're not like they're invited every year. Every I think. year. No. Kim wore skims. Her fucking skims. Yeah, I thought that was really like skims. So she was math. with um, a brand, Scaparelli. And oh, I've got some Gapparelli. facts here about it. It's insane. It was 50,000 freshwater pearls, 16,000 crystals and took over a thousand hours to construct. It literally just looked like she was wearing a few beads around her neck. I didn't like it. No, I didn't I like, didn't like it. it. It looked like fancy Mardi Gras to me. Yeah. Oh. Very disappointing. <laughs> I love that. Fancy Mardi Gras. But um, I want to actually give a call out to that plus size curve, curve girl, Ashley Graham, in Chanel, customed, took inspiration from a Claudia Schiffer number that they wore. Mm. And it was in, see, it was gorgeous. Her body yeah. was amazing. Um, but mm. can we talk about Pedro Pascal, who oh. looked unreal? Yeah. I don't know. I don't see I the appeal know. with him at all. Oh no, he definitely gives daddy vibes, but not in <laughs> like that outfit wasn't given. He was I wearing Valent- he was wearing Valentino, and I think Valentino wanted to stand out and do this whole red thing. And he, uh, for me, I was like that really stood out to me because no. it was red. The mm. bands, the bands looks were on fire mm. this year. Like like Balmain had a few uh, men in their collections. They were influencers, and they just looked incredible. Mm. You had him coming in in just a red blazer and some shorts. It just wasn't given. I don't know. I loved it. So I was like, yeah, the idea. I'd be interested to know, say like, say obviously the designers say if it's Versace, they'll obviously buy a table and they'll invite mm. the guests. Mm. How much is it a, ta- well, for a so table? Well, let's think. So it's, it went up. It used to be 35. It's now $50,000 a seat. A seat? Not a table, a seat. And the seats and oh, the tables sheesh. sit 10. That's 500 grand per table. That's insane. Like the image awards here in Dublin are like <laughs> three hundred and sixty <laughs> yeah. or something like that for a table. Mental money. It must be the same thing though. Well, this has been going on <laughs> since the first one was in nineteen forty eight. So I'm like, yeah. when did they start charging people this much money for a seat? <laughs> um, it's definitely Anna Wintour vibes right there. Kylie Jenner also really stuck out to me because she was also wearing red. I'm probably just a fan of red, but yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, she looked sensational. Well, I was hoping red to actually maybe see Timothy Chalamet there. And get that confirmation. Oh, Are they yes. dating? Are they not dating? Oh, it just seems so weird. It's very odd, very and, odd. Um, Kylie was wearing Jean-Paul Gaultier. And isn't yes. she the new face of Jean-Paul she Gaultier? She is. It was revealed today. Yeah. Yes. So I thought that was really cool. Yes. Um, question. Who do you think hasn't been to the Met Gala? Like the elite of Hollywood. Ooh. I've never seen Mariah Carey there. Mm-hmm. I've never has seen... Has Catherine Zeta-Jones been? I think she has, yes. Oh, God, I would love to see her. Yeah, she's stunning. Um, There's crazy ones. Meryl Streep has never been. I'd say she would oh, have no interest. Oh, she's just no not interest. going then or something. Because oh, she has to be invited. She's good friends with Anna Wintour. Yeah, yeah I'd say she I'll could be three. fucked some, Jen Aston hasn't been. Adele hasn't been. Britney Spears. I, everyone thought she was going to come this year because she's had the whole resurgence. And Angelina Jolie. No, I'd <gasps> love to see Angie. Angelina Jolie. Been, yeah. Oh my God. I'd love that. I think she's one of the most beautiful women out there. Yeah. And I'd write her. Like, finish up with men. <laughs> Bad Bunny was there. In oh, he looked oh, fantastic. I didn't, I didn't know who he was until so I saw him. Again, reportedly dating Kendall Jenner. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Those fucking women get around. Mm. Sorry, Kendall Jenner looked awful. No, I love the Marc oh. Jacobs. No, stop. It was a bodysuit. If that was on Drag Race, she would be red to Phil. <laughs> Phil? I was like, 
just knee-high boots and a bodysuit. No oh, more hatred. No, I love I love the blend though of like you had um, a group of uh, celebs that were in Chanel or other brands uh, that Clark worked Hadid with. Oh, gorgeous! But I loved it was Balico. all the designers did these customs take. Uh, no, Bella didn't go. Oh. Uh, all the designers kind of merged in with Chanel's mm. direction and did their own spin on it, which I really quite like. You had Billie Eilish wearing Simone Rasha, an Irish designer. And you also had Alexa Chung, gorgeous Alexa Chung, in Roisin Pierce. So great to see some Irish representation at yeah. the Gala. Well. I was really hoping to see Nicola Coughlin there. Mm. She wasn't there, unfortunately. Oh. I was very disappointed. Why do you think not? Booked and busy. Booked and busy. Booked and busy, yeah. Oh, book, yeah, booked and blessed. Yeah. What is she filming at the moment? Well, she just finished Barbie. That'll be out soon. Yeah. And then she's Barbie. probably, she's, she's, are they filming Bridgerton? They're probably oh, filming they the are, Bridgerton yeah. season. Yeah. I'm just delighted for her. I know, we love her. Yeah. We love her. Yeah. But and some insider information of the event. Oh, yes. Hot topics. Um, <laughs> Lizzo performed Woo! this year. So we we all, love Lizzo. We love Lizzo. We're going to see her in Belfast. So she was the performance of the night. Every year there's uh, a key performer. Yeah. So she was this year's. Um, and I got this from Ashley Graham. Cheap, sneaky little minx took her phone into the event. Now, I had personally heard that you weren't supposed to have your phones at all. And that's oh. where all of these... Um, bathroom selfies had come from okay but oh. hopped under instagram and there she was filming inside the met gala lizzo dancing about in the stage oh i'd say anna wintour pursed her lips mm-hmm. tighter than she'd ever pursed them before <laughs> that's one way not get back to, to get not invited next year yeah definitely you know? but do you think it's right to be associated with the work or your attitude that you've left behind what does your legacy say no like i really mm. struggle with this whole separating the artist mm. from the art like, to me, it's one and the same. Like, you were celebrating the art of this person. And if that person happens to be, you know, a racist, you know, fat-shaming, mm. woman-shaming Nazi, then, you know, I don't like to support it. And yeah. I was really waiting, considering the fact that, like, Ashley Graham went and Lizzo mm. was there and they're all about body positivity. Yeah, I was really waiting for someone to, like, I don't know have some kind of statement on their dress yeah or yeah. just go in like you know Karl Lagerfeld did that whole one of the first you know bodycon collections mm-hmm. you know where he said I think he said something crazy like it's the shape to be raped in what and like, I was hoping that like, oh my gosh someone a big girl or something would wear a bodycon dress with that quote Stop on it, it or something yeah. you know as a almost like as a fuck you to him or something yeah 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 there, there was celebrities that did boycott it though. I did mm. see that Selena Gomez was like no. absolutely not going. And then Lady Gaga wasn't there either. Yeah, and we thought she was really going to go there. Yeah. She's always been there. Yeah, and I think she was kind of friendly with him. Oh. Mm. He, he had a really wide friend grip. So yeah. it was yeah. very interesting. And there was a lot of love for him. Uh, the biggest one I think was um, Olivia Rothstein of the creative director of Balmain. Uh, had Jeremy Pope, who's their muse, but they had a huge cloak. It was massive. Mm. It was over 10,000 fabric flowers were used to actually yeah. do the Jeremy silhouette Pope. of his face. That's how much he was in love with him and really respected him. Oh my God. Yeah, so there definitely was a lot of love out there for yeah. him and the art. The, the only comment of Carl's that I ever agreed with was sweatpants are a sign of defeat. You've lost yeah. control of your life, so you brought some sweatpants. <laughs> I, I did actually I agree. that one. Yeah. But like, you have that in different aspects of different celebrities. Think of it like Naomi Campbell. We're all like, she's one of the most biggest supermodels that is out there. Mm. She's fantastic. She's glorious. Front covers still, and she's in her 50s. Yeah. But do we then put aside that she was throwing her phone at, you know, her assistants? Yeah, and just being an absolute tyrant <laughs> yeah. to like people that were so below her. Yeah. They've all... They've all said something. I can't can't wait for my quote to come out one day. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we're all in agreement. I think everyone agrees, though, when he holds his goal, so you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. So a bit of a mixed bag there. I personally think the art will always be remembered and the attitude, I think, will be forgotten. Yeah. And when you've got this higher power, people always have this fear against it. Yeah. like Anna Winter, I, I find her fascinating. Oh, she's she's, a, she's in smithereens. Uh, she's just, no, she's at, at her age. I hope I look half as good. 
And oh, she's like, she's it's like too the late same already. <laughs> she has looked the same for quite some time. She looks exactly the same. I love though, like when she's wearing her sunglasses in interviews, and she always goes, "I have a migraine." It's like <laughs> what your whole life. Constantly. <laughs> well, like she, the girl did. She turned up with uh, is it Bill Nighy? Yes. Oh, go yeah, her. I, know. I don't remember the time that she did have it, but fair play to her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will turn Someone's up and confirm it. Yeah. yeah. Confirming her romance. Love that for her, though. She's always usually went, she's always went uh, by herself solo or with her daughter. She's oh, 73, B. so yeah. she's, you know, she's got it. Oh my God. She's getting it. I love that. <laughs> I love that for the two of them. That's yeah, really why not? They've been able to find each other. Yeah. Oh, what age is he? Well, let me just, once. Ah. He is 73, so yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, both the exact same age. They've been friends for, they've been they've seen together for over the years, like, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I do think, and why we can continue to celebrate it, is because when they get to that level, mm. Carl wasn't in the room stitching those gowns Not together. Not true. You know, true until he he's, Yeah, he's saying, Talent. I want to do a tweet collection. Oh. <laughs> and then, you know, all of these fantastic talented... So he had a paralyzed face. You know, yeah. women and men are like behind the scenes doing yeah. all the yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so... And they're um, incredible. And they're totally incredible. I don't think it is. It's an, it's an ordeal to be an asshole, but to leave your art behind is not an ordeal. We'll appreciate it forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I agree. He was an ordeal. I don't think you do. <laughs> well, like, I, I, I agree that he was an ordeal. Yeah. But I think that we shouldn't discredit the amazing work of all the other people that were involved in those the collections. House, the like, house of yeah. Chanel. Yeah. Or all of his previous houses. Yeah. I would have loved to have been his pool boy. <laughs> no. I would have loved to have been his cat. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be his cat now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, where does the money go when the cat dies? That's what we really need to know. Yeah. I'm best friends with the cat, so just <laughs> letting everyone know I've been now. following Choupette on Instagram for about the guts of three years now. And, like, it has this, like, private jet it goes on. Oh, I love that. Like, where is it going? On his holidays. <laughs> Hi, Bob's. Yeah. To see his little cat friends. So like, to, just to, shy, to just Turkey sh- with James's parents. <laughs> <laughs> just shy of 220,000 followers. Not doing too bad for herself. Ah, uh, fair play to her. Oh my God, we need to get you pet on the pod. Yum, <laughs> 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 yum. Right, James, you gave us all the actual proper important news there <laughs> that um, is, you know, realistic articles where I actually am obsessed with the complete opposite. I don't know about you, but do you remember like, say, my man would have like Bella magazine when I was growing <laughs> up and like all those kind of like mummy <laughs> magazines and like the heads, the headings of them would be all oh, fucking outrageous. And about like EDP or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do like a little quiz in the back. But um, when I was in uh, the UK, like take a break was just huge. Do you get take a break here? I'm I sure don't know. you do. We used to have reveal. Oh, reveal. Yes, I remember that one as well. Well, like, I was always obsessed with, like, the gas stories that, like, you know, oh, um, I'm going to um, marry a ghost now. And, <laughs> like, just absolutely outrageous stories mm. that people would be doing. So I did a bit of a deep dive in this, oh. trying to find out, like, what gas stories are out there. But also, like, how do they get them? And then I had a flashback of when we were at Mighty Hoopla in January. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I actually met a woman <laughs> that she made up a story for Take a Break with her sister. Oh my god! And it all came rushing back to me. So like they had to come up with like different names, come up with a whole story. So they're like they're just hilarious in general. So I can't remember their original names. Sorry, girls, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but their character names that they made up for Take a Break was Genevieve and Claudette. Claudette. Like, isn't it just fucking gas? <laughs> Love it already. Great names. So they came up with the story. They were like, okay, cool. We're gonna write into them. So Claudette and Genevieve lev- lived together. And like a little French village somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This was, you know, yeah. Scabrine. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I just had to say it. <laughs> um, but they lived together and it was Claudette's boyfriend also lived there. Okay. So Claudette was out working. Genevieve and the boyfriend were unemployed at the time. Oh. So Claudette comes home and... To her absolute shock and horror, she could see a little bit of mix of their clothes on the floor. So she went in and she kept going in and then she followed up to the bedroom and then boom, she said she caught them in the act, in the rump of it all. Whose bed were they in? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
not their own. <laughs> um, so, like, they wrote into the magazine for this for Take a Break. Like, this is fucking gas. What was the headline of the article? Oh, my God, I can't remember now. Oh, no, it was, like, um, Claudette's shock reveal or something like that. God. And um, you know, guess how much they got paid for it? What? Well, like, I'm going to say... You wouldn't frame it as, like, 50 quid, was it? Oh, my God, no. I'm going to say this is about 200 quid, is it? They got a grand. A grand? They got a thousand pounds for it. Oh my God, call me Claudette and sign me. Literally, <laughs> I was like, when I was there, I was like, oh my God, can I like, it was like, you have to though, get your pictures taken. So they oh, took them oh to man. a park and made them sit on swings together and look really sad. <laughs> oh my God. And they were the taking pictures of them. need to do this. But yeah. it'd be absolutely gas. So I think by the time, we'll give it a couple of weeks, but we should write into somewhere oh, and just give it a go and see yeah. if we get what we get back. But on average, usually people get fifty pounds for That's stories. What I was say. Yeah, like you've been so like vibes. people be writing in absolute mad shit. But I don't know if you remember the Irish one that went really famous because she was on this morning. Her name um, is Amanda. She's forty-five and she's from jo- um, Drogheda. She married a ghost called Captain Jack. Oh, um, I think I know him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's obviously she must have watched like you know, Pirates of the Caribbean or something. It's like, oh yes, he looks like a ride. I'm going to now make this up. Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) So she said that like she married him and that like it's the love of her life. But um, she said that um, sex between them is physically draining her and it was taking too much out of her. How big is his mast? It's like, (laughs) (laughs) I, I, Captain. So she had to split up the relationship and she was distraught over this. Oh my God. Maybe she Um, was having an affair with one-eyed Willie. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but she then came out in a couple of years later I think this was maybe around 2016 time um, but don't quote me on that allegedly and she's come back and said that this was actually a publicity stunt saying that she married him but she does say that she's had sex with the spirit of Jack she takes a 45 minute bus every day to a train station that is she has had, she is having sexual relations with so she, Sorry, the train station the train station okay okay oh, wow so she, yeah, she takes a 45 minute <laughs> bus ride and um, she's been having um, sexual relations with this train station for 36 years. So she has sex with it mentally. So the train station has put rules saying that she can she's keep her clothes on <laughs> and she can, <laughs> she can touch or she can press her body against the train station what? if she wants. And that's what she does. So she has to have sex with it in her mind. Um, and it's actually just, how would she have sex with it physically? <laughs> Um, oh, she what? could write a tap. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> she could just rope herself off the corner of the wall, no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there are any ladies out there, if you could please let us know. Isn't how you how would have sex with this? what ladies do? I haven't a clue. <laughs> Don't you just, like, gyrate yourself and then you're pregnant. Oh, um, my God. So it's actually an actual thing. It's like people are... Um, that like fall in love with objects or places. Mm. It's called um, ob- um, objectum sexual. So good on you, Carol. Like, oh, get in there, Carol. Get in You've there, been Carol. Getting for Whatever 36 you years. Off. You're doing something oh, right. So um, here's a quote from Carol. Uh, you'd be glad to hear. We have quotes. Um, yeah. I do have sex with the train station in my mind. And when I stand there, I only like to caress myself against it. But the train station has stopped me. <laughs> Because obviously the train station's been like, can you just, like, stop. as the people that are working there, like, yeah. you need to stop doing this. Like, every day coming in. Because, like, there's pictures of her, like, look it up, guys. There's pictures of her, like, kissing and, like, <gasps> pointing at the train station. And she looks everything of the sort that would marrying a train station. But I'm <laughs> like, I want to ask you, like, what's your most attractive quality that you like about this train station? Well, she says she especially likes it when the trains are revving up um, their engines because it really turns me on, she says. She comes and goes out Our of casa every day. <laughs> well, for, she's getting something. Um, so this is a person that's attracted to objects or structures. I have so many questions. Like, is I that know. train station having sex with other people? Is yeah. she using protection? Don't like, be saying that loud. Like, Jesus, if she was to hear this, God, God, she'd be absolutely 36 years. 36. Oh, that's committed. Like, there are people going in and out of that station every day. She'd want to be taking care of herself, you oh, know. These people are absolutely insane writing these things down. Yeah. Like you're just dishing out the absolute outrageous dirt of your lives. Who even but thinks these things? It just, it's like, it makes me think, what are them, like how many of them are real and how many of them are not yeah. real? So it's like, how can you get away with it? So do you think it's like 
a massive ordeal that people are like, it's a ridiculous ordeal, but like people are actually reading this and believing it. And oh, like no, getting on. invested in it. Because these magazines are no, selling like wildfire. No, I can totally, I can get, I'm already invested in half those. Yeah, I know. I want the details. Like Carol, I, talk I, to us. I remember. Carol, call in. <laughs> I remember I watched a documentary before um, on a woman. It was, the, the documentary was on Channel 4. I think it's still on 4OT. And it was called The Woman Who Married the Eiffel Tower. Oh yes, that was another one. Yeah. Erica Eiffel is now her name. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, it's not Erica Tower. Tower. Her original original name was Erica Labrie, and she entered into a commitment ceremony with the Eiffel Tower in 2007. Is she still in it? Is she still committed? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I I, I couldn't tell if she was like taking the piss or if she just had like serious mental health. Yeah, she clearly has a type, you know, like tall and slender versus like the Arc of Triumph, <laughs> which is like big, but broad, totally. you know? Mm. So if you were, right, a little hard up for cash or you want to do it for the crack and it Tough was like, times. right, okay, you've got to do it. What would be the story that you'd sell on yourself and how far would you go? Like, you're going to be in the front of a magazine. Oh. Like, this is a little bit embarrassing. Okay, I'd be called <laughs> Kenneth. Okay. Mm. Kenneth is having issues, or Kenneth is obsessed with obsessed with his parrot. I'm thinking birds. <laughs> Chanel. Yeah, I'm thinking birds. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a relationship. I'm thinking something sexual. I don't want to go too creepy. There was loads of those stories as well, mm, which I didn't want yeah. to go for. I mean, I'm in that sort of uh, bird man relationship situation. That's where my head's at. Oh, I'd nice. probably do something around like I'm reincarnated. Cleopatra or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you that. just sing Cleopatra coming at you. <laughs> so not to drag the tone down, but I'm going to talk about a more serious conversation. Carol. I did want to talk about um, mental health amongst LGBT people. Um, I myself can relate to this. I have suffered with my mental health from a very young age. Um, From about the age of 15, I was in therapy and also on medication to treat depression. Mm -hmm. Um, And recently, um, I'm still being treated to this day uh, and have been on um, medication now for the last seven years. And recently, I've decided to start reducing Oh, um, fair my, medi- my medication <laughs> but uh, yeah I've decided after consulting with my doctor um, that I'm going to start to reduce um, just for anyone who's out there that is thinking of doing the same um, please consult a medical profession professional if you are going to um, attempt to do it it can be quite dangerous if you're not doing it under medical supervision um, but yeah I've been feeling really good for a very long time nice and um, yeah I do want to see um, like, I do believe that it's just because I'm in a really good place. And yeah, I've yeah. also done a lot of therapy and counselling yeah. uh, and really addressed any issues that I had going on in my life. But I want to see now, like, I would have no problem taking medication for the rest of my life because yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I feel so good. Why would I, you know, for, for so long, like I probably haven't needed it for the last maybe two years, but I've been like, why would I ever stop taking it and risk mm. not feeling Absolutely. good again? Yeah, yeah. I feel so good. Yeah. But... Um, I think now I just want to see, you know, can I do it without it? Yeah. Not and not to not, it's not, it's not to prove anything. Absolutely not. I'm just like you know, if I needed to go back on it, I would go back on it in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I I feel no shame in saying that no. I, you know, take an antidepressant. Yeah. It's um, a full journey, or, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Or that I've gone through tough times because everyone goes through tough Absolutely. times. Absolutely. You know, whether it's because you've faced some kind of trauma in your life. Mm. Or whether it's just a predisposition, like yeah. mental health issues don't just run in my family, they gallop. <laughs> so, um, you know, you know, I've already consulted my family and they don't mind me saying, but like, yeah. you know, we've all suffered with, you know, mm. some form of mental health um, problem, mo- mostly depression. Yeah. Um, and it's been in, you know, my father's side and my mother's side. So, okay. um, you know, there's definitely a predisposition there, but also, you know, Things just happen in life that also, you know, get you down and affect you and test your resilience. And sometimes it's too much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think I think that we are more well, clearly based on the statistics, LGBT plus people are more 
you know, at risk. So while I was researching this topic, I came across some really interesting statistics that I'd like to read out. So young LGBT adults are more likely to self-harm. 13% of those who identify as LGBT plus who are aged between 18 to 24 have attempted to take their own life in the last year. Symptoms of depression are more common and severe in young people who identify as LGBT. Young LGBT adults are more likely to show symptoms of eating disorders. In a report, 16% of LGBT plus people said that they drank alcohol for more than five days per week in a 12-month period. This is compared to 10% of non-LGBT plus community members. Now, I could go on and on and read more statistics, but like That's enough, overall, please. yeah, I know. Paints oh, no really, like that last one was quite shocking. Yeah, like some, like some of the other big ones. I will just like call out a few. Is that yeah. LGBT plus people are more at risk of suicidal behaviour and self harm than non LGBT LGBT plus people. Gay and bisexual men are four times more likely to attempt suicide across their lifetime than the rest of the populations. LGBT plus people are one and a half times more likely to develop depression and anxiety disorders compared to the rest of the population. 67% of trans people had experienced depression in a previous year and 46% had thought of ending their life. Like, I just think that that's... It's shocking. Really, really sad. So all of the reports that I found painted a really kind of bleak picture of what, um, you know mental health is like for people that are lgbt plus whether they Mm. were lgbt youth or lgbt adults Mm -hmm. is we still are behind in the times and we still have the stigma over mental health and it's you know these hospitals if you don't have something visibly broken or you're not pumping blood out of an orifice of your body then it's not seen yeah like mental health is an invisible killer yeah so it's like it's so hard to a treat it B, for people to, like, talk about it and C, for it to be taken as serious as, say, if I broke my arm, like, I'd be treated yeah. and I'd be seeing everything, all the medication, I'd be going back, back, back again to make sure yeah. that it's all correct. And where if it's mental health, sometimes you are, sometimes you're just shoved a few pills and then you're sent on your way and yeah. you're never really looked Checked after in terms yeah. of, like, is that working for you? Do you need higher, lower? Do you need to not do it? Like, I just think it's, it's tough out there. Yeah it's not getting any easier Easier. because life in general, I think is getting harder for people. And I think, yeah. Yeah. I will say the statistics that I read out were done in 2021. Okay. And I really found it kind of hard to find, um, yeah, more updated relevant statistics (coughs) on mental health amongst Mm. LGBT people. Um, And I, like, I think it really needs to be addressed and looked at and like on a global scale and then regionally as well, because, like since 2021 things have taken a real we're going backwards we're going backwards it's freaking me out whether that's you know whether you're lesbian gay or bisexual or transgender all those issues are at the forefront of the media as well Mm -hmm. yeah like and you're constantly seeing out there with people questioning Mm -hmm. you know should should they have rights and watching Mm -hmm. those rights being stripped away in different parts of the world yeah and you know the statistics the statistics on transgender people who are murdered and yeah. seeing you know it's more names being added to that list constantly and it's just like oh my god it's shocking and that really i think has an impact on people especially like we're grown adults now you know but like when you're young and you're seeing all that information you're impressionable and if you haven't even come out yet yeah, yeah. and people are questioning your existence yeah. your right to or just being, being yourself. Yeah. Like, I think Sam Smith is a great example. Where Sam's on tour and looks yeah. amazing and is doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's so many people with their own opinions. Yeah. And some of them are very aggressive and very direct and very open mm-hmm. in open forms for everyone to look into. And that just trickles down to everyone. Yeah. You know? It's unhealthy. I just think, like you were saying, everything that we you research out there that's reported that you're seeing is a negative thing with the stigma of, you know, being part of the LGBT community. It's like, oh, there's gay bashing here. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, this person's committed suicide or this person struggled or they've left Ireland because they couldn't feel comfortable here. It's all those negative, negative stories Mm -hmm. where if we spoke more about the positive side of things or we're celebrating the wins in it as well, I think that would be really good. 
But I think also Ireland does need a bit of a slap in the face. We had the marriage referendum and we thought we were all high and mighty. Mm -hmm. And from Mm -hmm. that day, there's not been one thing that's been like done since. Like that was one step in a very, very high ladder that we need to go on. And I just feel like we just, we've paused there and we think, oh, sure, we're great. Sure, the gays can get married here, can't they? And it's like, yeah, that's all well and good. We'll stick on TV, sure. Yeah, there's just so much more to it. But I always say for like, like my childhood growing up, I was told what I was before I even knew what mm. I was. Yeah. So That's I was like, oh yeah, you know, all the gay slurs, all the homophobic things are shouted at me. So there I'm obviously going to think, this is really negative. This is really scary. Oh my God, I'm terrible. I'm a horrible person. Why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Because I'm being told I'm something before I even realize myself. Yeah. And then by the time it gets to that, sure, it's too late for your parents to be like, you're wonderful. You're perfect. You should be allowed to be able to exactly what you want. Nobody cares. It's already damaged. Yeah. You're already and you already know. Okay, yeah. People do care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no one, no one comes up to you, you know, when you're at that vulnerable age. Mm-hmm. No one's coming up being like, it's amazing that you're gay. Yeah. Well done. I'm gay too. Let's yeah. be gay best friends. And yeah. live that would be amazing. Yeah. Live wonderful <laughs> lives. Yeah. It's Easy like life. some fucking insecure prick who's like, yeah. you're a little faggot. Yeah. And I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And yeah. you're like, oh, well... You don't want to be my gay best friend then? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's wild. There was one quote from, like, I haven't watched Drag Race now in years, but there was one quote where it was like, they were talking about religion. And I think it was Davina DeCampo said it. Mm-hmm. And she said, your religion is your belief. Yeah. My life is reality. Yeah. And I think, I love you know, that's something that we should be like saying in school to yeah. kids to set them up for success. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, this is reality. This is a true thing that's happening. It's no different than A, B, and C. Yeah. So it's like, come on. But like, I, yeah, I think it is scary to think about those certain things mm. and mental health in general. But, and I really think that, you know, a lot of times we talk about, you know, schools mm. needing to like educate kids mm-hmm. more on, you know, same-sex relationships. Yeah. And like that, we're just so far away from that because mm. like, the education system on, you know, opposite or heterosexual yeah. relationships is so shocking as it is. Yeah. Like, we're so far away from them educating on, you know... LGBTQ, LGBTQ relationships. relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, I'm like, that's really down to the parents. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you love your child and you think that your child may be a member of the LGBT community, yeah. like, I think you really need to embrace it mm-hmm. and you need to do your work and it's, you need yeah. to do your research and tell them that it's okay, they're beautiful, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, teach them how to be safe, mm-hmm. teach them about relationships and, you know, safety. There's, a, there's amazing literature out there. There's so many books you can get to help you with all that. Mm. Yeah. Like, not doing those things leaves your child vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. You know? The same, the, same, the same as you wouldn't do with your, like, yeah. you know, heterosexual kids. Yeah. You know, like... It's just about teaching them to be open-minded. It's protection. Yeah. But being open-minded and mm. accepting everyone who, mm. who they are and then you've got the other hand where you've got, say, men and women that, you know, have gone through their lives. They're maybe in their 30s and 40s and they've gotten to a point where they're either so down because they have not been re- mm-hmm. living their authentic lives yeah. that they've gotten to a point where they're like, oh, like, what's the point anymore? Yeah. I've, I've gone too far. I can't now. I hate the word like coming out of the closet. I hate the whole oh, no. sayings and all that. I think we just do more damage by saying those quotes all the time. Yeah. So sorry. But um. Yeah, like, then you've got that switch. You know, they have the education. They do know it. They're telling themselves that, but they've gone too far and they're yeah. an adult. And that's when things get very dangerous in people's minds. Yeah. And that's when probably majority of those statistics all come to life. Mm. And we've talked about it before on the pod and, and, and a group. You know, there's, especially in Ireland, I think, and, and even mainstream TV across Netflix and BBC and ITV and Channel mm. 4, etc., you're seeing a lot more of the community out there. Yeah. Mm. You really are. Even from Panty there being on um, Dance with the Stars. You know, it's been all those different things across reality TV, which is mm-hmm. a stepping stone in itself. And then we yeah. have talked about it. And it is there, but it's just not quick enough, as you mentioned. Mm. Or authentic enough. Like, yeah. it's, it's an, uh, most of the time, it's like a caricature or a yeah. stereotype yeah. of what straight people think gay people are. Yeah. I think it's extremely rare to maybe meet somebody that is not going through or hasn't gone through something or it has an inkling of gotcha. like, you know, 
we're not walking around all day going, I'm perfect, I'm no. brilliant, I'm the best at everything, I'm so comfortable with myself inside and out. So, like, you've given us, like, shocking results there. And obviously, we've just discussed that, like, you know, in Ireland, we think that we're a little bit behind. I'm sure there's many countries that say the same thing about themselves. What are we, what are we doing about it? I, there aren't really many free services in Ireland for mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, n- not that I found anyway when I was looking although like uh, I went to therapy and I was fortunate enough at the time to be in a position that I could afford to pay it myself mm. there's often like a sliding scale um when you go to a therapist for like cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. um where they will ask you they'll say like this is my going rate but if you can't afford that please let me know and we can discuss yeah. um, a, a payment that you know we're mm. both comfortable with um, and I'm sure that, you know, with certain charities, they probably can get you in mm. um, free. But I'd say any charity that offers any kind of th- like free therapy is probably, you know, totally under-resourced. Mm. With, like, I can imagine. You know, cues to like get on their services. I think there's more online as well, isn't there? They're, they're more of a um, clock in, clock out type thing, chat room yeah solutions obviously it's not and like maybe that suits some people but like i think when i was really suffering with my depression if someone was like oh log on to your laptop there and we'll have a chat for 20 minutes on a video call yeah i'd be like you're not going to get yeah anywhere near like yeah i'm not going to take my guard on this call like this isn't going to help me in any way um like that's just obviously my own personal um, experience but yeah that would have been i think that's crazy or even i've seen some like text chat ones oh yeah and like that could be good for some people who feel like they can't verbalize what they're going through but like i again would be like no that's not going to do anything for me either Mm. and if you don't want me asking so like you've been very open there with um talking about going to therapy and then being on medication like how did you feel on day one of like okay i'm bringing myself to the doctor where did you bring yourself did someone else bring you to go on medication and did you have a stigma in your head about it from day one? I didn't have a stigma in my head because I had been on antidepressants before when I was like, when I was, I think when I was about 15, okay. I took them for a few years. And yeah. then again, in my early 20s, I went on them again. But that was more to do to, with a medical issue that, mm-hmm. I, that I had at the time. Um, so I'd never, and like I said, it... it doesn't just run at gallops in my family so we, we've always had very open conversations about it in my family i've never understood yeah. the stigma around it when people talk about it i'm like what mm. in my family we all talk about it what are you talking about yeah um but i coming up to my 30th birthday and it's a thing that a lot of people go through that when they, they come up to a significant birthday subconsciously they kind of reflect on things that have happened in their life mm. or um kind of like mm-hmm. where they're at in their life Mm-hmm. And if their subconscious thinks that they need to deal with things from their past or, you know, whatever it may be, it kind of pushes it to the surface. And that's certainly what happened uh, to me. So I had a lot of unresolved trauma mm-hmm. and it all kind of came flooding to the forefront to the point where I just could not cope with it anymore. Mm-hmm. I had to take some time out of my job and like it was really bad. It got to a point where I was feeling suicidal. Oh, I would be driving to work and I'd be really afraid that I was going to like you know, I'm working early, like I'd be mm-hmm. on the motorway at like seven o'clock and I'd be really afraid that I was going to just oh, wow. turn the wheel of my car, mm. you know, while I was bombing it down the motorway yeah. and like, or crash into a village or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was when I knew, okay, no, like I, I, I need to like, I need to get Take help. Action. I need to do something yeah. here because like this is, this, mm. yeah. this is just not okay. Mm. So I like went into work, told them that I couldn't work and I drove straight over to my parents' house. My dad was there at the time. And I just told him straight away and then, Something's up. yeah, and then it was like, okay, mm. right, time to get therapy, it's Very impressive. go to the doctor, go to the GP, get yeah. on medication, talk to people about it. Mm. And like, you know, there were some absolute amazing people in my life at the time who I was able to open up to about it mm-hmm. that really, really supported me through mm-hmm. it. Um, I'd be lost without them. They all know who they are. Yeah, um, you know, it's very sweet. You know, and it's to me. this day, <laughs> to this day, I still have like amazing friends. Like yeah. you guys are absolute gems too. You know, ah. I know that I can talk to you both about anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're always there. And I hope you both know that I would be there for you, both of, of you and a heartbeat too. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it was a very tough journey. Yeah. Mm. 
there were a good few years after that that you know you kind of have to go through it and it can be worse at times but Mm -hmm. like overall going to therapy and doing all that work was the best money that I ever spent and the Mm. best time that I ever spent and like I've never been as happy as I am in my life today yes long may it last yeah Yeah. um but yeah it was it was was a challenge but I've come out the other side for sure yeah gorgeous yeah I am dip in and out of highs and lows quite often but I have to say I'm lucky within my own mind knowing when I am hitting that low peak to what I need to do yeah Mm -hmm. so like I take action very quickly so it's whether I need a bit of time off to myself where I'm like the door is closed because like when people say to me say I'm doing a makeup lesson with somebody and they're like I've never got time for all this and you're like do you know what I enjoy my time in the morning where I get my have my shower I get back into bed with a coffee and Mm -hmm. I paint my face because I know that that's going to be the only time that I have by myself until I come back late that evening yeah so this is my own little state of mind if I don't do these little things that help me or if I come back in the evening and I close the door and I don't look at my phone I don't answer texts or calls like that's me looking after myself Mm. Or if I'm not exercising and I go for months and months without any exercising, then it's like, oh God, I'm in schmetherings, (laughs) body and mind. (laughs) So it's nice to kind of like know what makes you, I would say maybe makes you tick, but know what to do to make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And to recognize the warning signs when you're like maybe feeling a bit low. Totally. Yeah. And it's also a shout out for people that maybe aren't going through mental health themselves, but have someone really close to them that are going through it. And it's almost, you need to look after yourself as well. So don't be afraid of speaking about that at the same time. Because it's a lot of pressure for people to carry. Yeah, And that Um, can sometimes be a detriment to yourself if you don't process it correctly. Yeah, Mm. and it can be tough. We're always learning. It's like that on when you're on the plane. It's like, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first before you try to attempt to do anyone else's. Yeah. You know, that's so true. And like, I remember when I would like... (laughs) talk to friends about my own Sorry. life i just thought i just i used to think like oh yeah sure i if i had a kid i'd be just safe myself feck the kid <laughs> it's always a picture of like the mother putting it on first it's like feck the kids to survive <laughs> take their oxygen mask too <laughs> sorry sorry no. um yeah no i would when i would talk to my friends about my mental health i would have always said to them like if you need to talk to anyone about me talking about my mental health, <laughs> like go ahead and do it because like i don't want you to feel burdened yeah you know? that was also just me being like oh my god Mm. am i burdening you with my problems yeah yeah. um but yeah definitely like you know if someone if someone in your life that's close to you is going through a mental health struggle you also should make sure that you're talking to people about that because that can also be a really self-care is key yeah yeah a really tough thing for anyone to go through that if someone close to you in your life is struggling absolutely yeah so we agree then i think the deal the, the ordeal there is that um, there's not enough support there's not enough support um that you know there needs to be more awareness around the fact that lgbt people suffer with mental illness mm. at a higher rate and that that's due to you know a lot of different complex issues mm-hmm. um and that you know talking about your mental health should not be an ordeal you should be able to speak about it um, and, you know, be proud yeah. uh, and um, not ashamed and or afraid mm-hmm. that people that you love will support you. Well, that's all from us today. I know you're all absolutely dying to hear about the task that we gave Sean a little while back, Ooh. but we're going to keep um, keep that to ourselves for a little, a little bit. Uh, but don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to hear all about our weekly ordeals. Follow The Big Gay Ordeal on Instagram and email us here at thebiggayordeal at gmail.com with all of your ordeals so we can weigh in. We've been Quaylon Kelly with me, Jiz Recrudden and Sean Dillon. This was The, the Big, Big Gay, Gay Ordeal! Ordeal. <laughs>